Welcome to episode 25 of Hair Biz Radio with your host, Zakira and Mikey. And today we have the lovely Sandy Lomax of The Beauty Fetish. She is a professional makeup artist, certified at eyelash extension expert and educator, and also a licensed hairstylist. She was named by Jet Magazine as the celebrity lashologist, and she is hanging out with us today. I'm super excited to have you with us on Hair Biz Radio today. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. I'm excited to be here. What don't you do? <laughs> Dang, exactly. I, need a, I need a repertoire like that. <laughs> Holy cow. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Sandy. How did you get started in the beauty industry? Oh my, let's see. The awkward Sandy Lomax. So when I think back... <laughs> So let me just dabble around. Let's see. I'll be 46 next week. And I think when I was about maybe nine years old, I was the awkward, the awkward tall girl with the long legs and the big boat feet. (laughs) Wait, she said she's getting ready to be 46, you guys. And she looks amazing. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what to say about that because I wish I felt it in my bones. I got up this morning and I heard one crack. So, And I started modeling when I found out that my long legs could work for me and I could actually get paid to walk down a runway. I'm like, you're going to pay me? (laughs) I started getting into modeling. One of my, my older stepsister and my aunt used to model. And so I got into it from that avenue. And then I moved forward and I started working for the state of Maryland as a disability specialist. I have a brother who has epilepsy and my grandmother was going through cancer. And so as I got older into my mid thirties, I kind of got lost in the shuffle of life. Like, gosh, what do I want to do with my life? And, mm-hmm. and so I sat still one day and I always tell this story and I say, well, what would I do for free in life? And I thought back to how I made my grandmother feel when she was battling cancer before she passed away and making her face up and the whole nine yards. And I said, gosh, I just want to make people feel and look good. And so I found my passion and my purpose. And then that's where I found my career. And so that's kind of how I got started. I love it. It all goes together. Modeling and beauty industry, makeup, hair, it all goes together. Making people feel good. Yeah, definitely. Back to what you said about how you had your long legs and you were like, how am I going to make this work for me? I think a lot of times we have insecurities within Mm -hmm. ourselves that really can work for our good, but we try to deem them as bad because of what society says you're supposed to look like or how you're supposed to act or what you're supposed to be doing. So that's good that you were able to use that for your good. What part of Maryland did you live in? Oh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) I am straight. Be more home of the wire. (laughs) Mikey, where are you from? Baltimore. My family's still in Glen Burnie. Actually, my mom's still in Glen Burnie, Maryland. I think actually my uncle lives in Glen Burnie. Really? Mikey is yeah. so excited. Mikey, when where are you from? What's up? What's up? I'm from, uh, from Bethesda. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you were from that good side. That, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I've been in Atlanta for 20 years. So Bethesda was not like the Bethesda it is today. When exactly. I, was, I mean, it was nice when I was growing up there. Right. It was, it was nice, okay? But it wasn't like it is today. Right. Like right. today... <laughs> But that's ex- expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it is. Yeah, I grew up in a neighborhood called Cherry Hill, and I actually moved to Glen Burnie, Maryland. So I, I felt like that made me well-rounded because 
I went from a predominantly African-American neighborhood to the mix learning about different cultures, Mm -hmm. which is, I guess, would help me in learning about different cultures as far as like different hair and different hair textures. And but yeah, be more. So So what brought you to Atlanta? We might be related, Mikey. You never know. (laughs) Ancestry, whatever it is. (laughs) Right. Long last cousins. So what brought you to Atlanta? Atlanta. Ooh, we. That's a whole nother story. (laughs) We need wine. (laughs) So (laughs) I went through a breakup and I had one cousin who actually lived in Atlanta and he said just come get away for a while I think you'll like it and just come take a break and I actually came here and I actually stayed and built the brand and so I think I've been in Atlanta now for about nine years it goes by so fast so I think I actually deserve a peach right (laughs) I I think I'm official I'm a Georgia peach now yeah except (laughs) for the pollen oh I hate the pollen I hate oh I suffered terribly but yeah, I think I'm a Georgia peach now. I think it's I like luck, it. one thing I'm lucky about. Pollen doesn't bother me. Oh, I yeah. literally could snort pollen. And oh, I, and I, I envy not, you. It would not affect me. I like, I do you. not know why. But even my family, they get all messed up. But they have a lot of pollen up in Maryland, too. But not like here. You can oh, cut no, it it's, it's like with a butter knife. Uh, yeah. It's like yeah. thick yellow everywhere. It's in the <laughs> dashboard. It's Yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. So you yeah. came to Atlanta. Did you go to... Uh, cosmetology school here, or I actually went in New Jersey. I went to oh, a I'm school from New Jersey. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Come on, cousin New Jersey. All right. <laughs> so, how was um, cosmetology school for you? So, you figured out that beauty hair was your passion, um, and then you decided to go to cosmetology school. What was that process like for you choosing a school, or mm. what were some of the things that you looked for? So, we have a, a hair business group um, with mm-hmm. over fourteen thousand. Um, Fifteen. Oh. I'm sorry, with All over right. 15,000 people. We're um, live right now. Group. I see you. Yeah. Group. Yep. And so a lot of people always say, you know, I want to go to hair school, but I don't know how to choose a hair school. I don't know what I should be looking for in a mm-hmm. hair school. So what's something that you looked for before you actually went? Mm. At that time, my lifestyle was very different. I was doing a lot of traveling. So my thing was, where can I find a school where I can still travel and live this specific lifestyle that involved my relationship at the time, but still grow. And the thing about it was I felt like, well, when I get this license, I can take it anywhere in the world. So I researched the schools in New Jersey Mm -hmm. and I came up with Capri Institute. And I love the fact that they had hair. I also became a licensed esthetician, nail technician, Ah, makeup artist. And so, yes. And as far as makeup, I went to school in Maryland, to get a makeup license, where back then you had to have one or the other, cosmetology or makeup. And so I chose makeup at that point in time. So in New Jersey, I said, okay, cosmetology, here we go, Capri Institute. And it's a great school. And I learned a lot there. So that was how I researched it. And and I, I did it according to hours so that I could still accumulate the hours that I needed to get the license, but mm-hmm. that I could still travel and Live do other things yeah. that I wanted to do. Yep. Gotcha. So they don't always teach you everything that you know now in cosmetology school or as an esthetician or in makeup school. So what are some techniques that you were self-taught or maybe you learned online or by watching someone else? Like, what's your favorite to do that you you oh. are like, oh, I taught myself how to do this? You know, it was so crazy. When I did my modeling, like, say, for instance, I was on the Dark and Lovely box. Mm-hmm. And there's a makeup artist named Morel Hollis, and he's amazing. And 
I kind of studied how he was doing my makeup. So I learned a lot by sitting in the chair. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and studying. And I did a lot of Paul Mitchell runway hair shows, okay. um, their international shows. And so I'd watch the hairstylists and how they cut. So I guess being on, that's why I said both sides of the fence. Yeah. I've learned a lot. And just by watching and observing and just having that passion for the mm -hmm. beauty industry, yeah. I learned a lot by watching. But yeah, I have to say the business was self-taught. Like I didn't have somebody to teach me a yeah. lot of uh, things about <laughs> the business yeah. side of the beauty industry. And I think when you're honing your craft in beauty, you're always learning. There's always something new to learn. Yeah. And I know a lot of people feel like they can learn a lot of things like on YouTube. When it comes to lashes, I'm like, no, that's hands-on technique. Yeah. <laughs> you can't look at YouTube and learn that. So yeah, self-taught is, I guess, sometimes sitting in a mirror playing, playing with mm -hmm. different products. Yeah. Um, a lot of times before I refer products to my my clients, I try them first, whether that's it be good. lash serums yeah. and things like that. So yeah, I guess I'd have to say that's my self-taught, especially the business side. I oh, had to yeah. learn a lot of things the hard way. What, what are some <laughs> of the- We love Paul so, Mitchell too. <laughs> yeah, of course. Paul Mitchell's our, our friends. <laughs> love um, Paul Mitchell. What's some of the things that happened when you were just getting your business started that you're like, okay, I really messed this up? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, you mean up until today? No. <laughs> constant growing learning process. I mean, now I have a lot of, you know, here's one of the things I used to think that you had to make a certain amount of money before you got an accountant. And now I'm like, no, once you start a business, you need to, it's a business. Yeah. And that's how you have to follow through as a business. I guess one of the things, trying to figure out, okay, should it be an LLC? Different mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, Investing, trying to figure out when you're first starting out, I believe that if people see what you're investing in yourself, then they will believe you're serious about what you're doing. Definitely. But I also had to learn how to invest. I had to, what, the, one of the things that I've really just learned maybe a couple years ago is with the accountant, okay, this is your personal card. This is your business card. You purchase with your business card. And sometimes when you're growing a business, you're ordering product and you might say, okay, what's well, more money in this account? Swipe this one, you know? <laughs> and now I've learned, okay, whether you move money to the business account to use it for business, no matter what, this is your structure. When the accountant goes to look at it, this is use this for business only. Oh, yeah. So that's definitely one of the things that I learned the hard way. That's is, really good is, though. Yeah. That's good. Cause I think some people will get started with businesses. And like you said, we don't think we need an accountant or we don't think we need an attorney or we don't think we need like a, someone that's just going to walk us through the business because we're so small. Right. But I think if you start off with that, you'll have a head start from a lot of people. Cause some people just jump into it and it's exactly. like, I'm a business owner, but you're, you're really not a business owner right. because you're not doing business the proper way. Exactly. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love with, um, especially the business credit cards. I've talked about it in some of the previous podcasts. We actually had one podcast dedicated to it uh, yeah. was the one great thing about starting your business is make sure you get a business credit card that gives you points. Oh, yeah. And Sky Miles. <laughs> Mikey, yes, like, Sky Miles. <laughs> nobody follows me on Instagram, and that I'm fine with that, but you're going to be seeing some travels this year, and I'm not paying for any Anything. of it. That's so good. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the amount of miles I get it in a day is oh. crazy. Like, especially at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. In a day. In a day. Right. In a day. <laughs> Let me move this mic and we talk off air. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it is, you know the it is crazy. <laughs> but you know what's funny is, for me personally, it's like the motivation always to grow the business. Like, I'm just, always. it's never good enough. And I always tell, like, my staff, like, look, 
no matter how good you do, I'm going to say, yes, you know what? You did really well on this, <laughs> but what's next and how can we do better? Like, it's just, we're not going to stop. Like yeah, that's the team can. we're building. Mikey said it the nice way. Normally he's like, nah, 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 you could do better. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> like, dang, okay, I'm on camera. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like great to make the money, right? Which is cool. But we, cause we're still in a very fast growing uh, spurt right now. So mm-hmm. we're reinvesting most of the money, not taking mm-hmm. money out for like the owners or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just doing stupid stuff with it. But one of the nice benefits I'm telling you is those rewards points. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. It's yes. amazing. Okay. We're it's on amazing. It. Yeah. American <laughs> Express. Thank you. Yes. Thank Chase, you. American Express thank you. For sure. Cap one spark business, two points yep, on every dollar on yes. every dollar spent. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. Okay. <laughs> So let's get to the beauty (laughs) fetish. So tell us about beauty fetish, what it encompasses, like what you offer, how you got started with that, and how long you guys have been around. Where's your location? Yeah. I am located in Midtown. I love my location. The only Midtown. So I am right on 10th and Piedmont. So I'm right by Piedmont Park. You are in Atlanta. You are in the heart. I am in the heart. And you had a heart. Yes. Basically, right here. That's what keeps it beating. Right there in the heart. But you know, it's a gift and a curse. Like the other thing is location. Mm -hmm. You know, and they do teach you that one thing in cosmetology. Location, location, location. (laughs) And I really feel like I lucked up on a jewel. The gift and curses, Piedmont Park. I have to uh, keep on my calendar when there are events event, and parades. Festivals, <laughs> parades. And they're blocking yeah. streets off. Right. But Again, when you talk about, okay, it's never good enough. No, I'm not going to shut down. I'm going to be out there putting strip lashes then on people walking down the street Heck and, yeah. you know, have my beauty fetish <laughs> sign out there. So I've learned how to use being in Midtown by Piedmont Park to yeah. my advantage. But I love the location. As far as the name beauty fetish, and I never really toss like celebrity names around and things like that. But a lot of people do know a little bit about my background. And I do have a lot of celebrity clients. And back in the day, when I I was learning cosmetology and nail and I was trying to come up with this whole, the name, what would I want it to be? And I was one day talking to Mary J. Blige, actually, and I came up with Beauty Fetish. And thank you, Mary, because she's one of the ones that, <laughs> that let me, I was the first to do lashes uh-huh. on her. <laughs> but I love the name Beauty Fetish because it's like an umbrella for all the things that I like to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I can put makeup under it. I can put lashes under it. I can put nail yep. techniques <laughs> under it. So beauty fetish is how I came up with the name. I just have a beauty fetish. But my uh, my mantra is true beauty starts within because I don't want beauty fetish to sound vain yeah. to the average person who doesn't understand what my brand is. So that's the thing is true beauty starts within. Mm-hmm. But that's how I came And a lot of people fetish. have a fetish for beauty, like it's, makeup junkies, yes. like not in a bad way either, right. like in a good way. Like they love a good lipstick or a good eyeshadow or love to get their hair done all the time. So that's yeah, yeah. Get your hair done every two weeks. I'm fine with it. Yes. I'm fine with yes, it. That's the best part about lashes. You got to get a feel. Oh, Come yeah. on back. So how was that process of getting started? So is it a, a standalone salon or is it a suite or? It's actually a suite. And it's okay. funny because I just spoke on the artist and entrepreneur panel for PMAC, the Professional Makeup Artist I Conference saw that, that yeah. <laughs> Mosby has. And I was saying that sometimes you have to get what works for you. So mm-hmm. even though I have a salon license, I'm not actually doing hair. So I have a suite, not like your average where you hear about the beauty suites and right. there's a big building mm-hmm. and there's, I have my own actual suite and um, 
the thing about it is I don't have to pay water and lights. Right. And so most of the time I do bridal hair. And so bridal hair doesn't consist of the whole coloring and shampooing. It's more so dry hair. And then if you're working on TV and film and doing hair, it's not like you need to sink in your particular location. So I always say find what works for you. And so my suite works for for me as far as lashes and and makeup yeah so we we have some people who say well you know i don't want to do a suite i'd rather have a salon i want to be a salon owner but you basically just say it's okay to have a suite like every a salon isn't made for everyone you don't have to have a salon no a lot of pressure comes with owning a salon exactly (laughs) exactly they want the salon but they don't want the work that comes with having a salon and it's work yeah it's constant work i mean you know you guys know it never ends Mm -hmm. it's constant work it's constant brand it's constant investing in yourself like sometimes it's like oh I have to tell my friends I'm sorry I can't talk on the phone tonight because I'm a late night person but I'm trying to do everything on my own and it's like from running like now I have like Asia and a lot of other people who are like helping me out but before it was like a one woman show Mm -hmm. and it's like oh my gosh that can get overwhelming it's so (laughs) overwhelming and people don't don't get it it affects relationships and all of the above because you take it it's your baby yeah. And you take it seriously and you're like, okay, somebody's got to do it. So it's got to be me. And so it's like, okay, tonight is the night I got to sit up to 2 a.m. and get it done no matter how tired I am. So, yeah. yeah so now like you have so much going on. How are you balancing entrepreneurship? How are you balancing? You, know, you must have a good to-do list app or something. <laughs> learning I, I think it's a that's an ongoing battle yeah. for me it is and I just recently got over the pneumonia mm-hmm. and the flu and hmm. it really nearly took me out and I promised wow. myself that I would change my lifestyle mm-hmm. but it's so easy to fall back into old habits yeah. especially when you're running a business and the business just starts going it's a blessing but it's also a gift and a curse because you're like wait a minute Slow okay down. look I asked for I want to eat lunch today yeah. <laughs> I just want to eat lunch and you find so I've been trying to carve out a lunch break just to eat healthier mm-hmm. because sometimes I will go back to back back to back back to back all day you know as much as I love my job sometimes I'm just like everybody else I'm ready to go home <laughs> you know I want everybody wants to leave their job at some no matter how much you love it yeah and so some days I'm like okay I want to get out and see some sunshine before the day ends but I find myself now carving out lunch breaks yeah just trying to trying to find a balance I'm trying to get massages more because I noticed I had gift cards for massages like for my birthday from like two years ago that you never used (laughs) but but you guys but in the beauty industry you're so busy taking care of everybody else Uh, yeah that sometimes you put yourself on the back burner and so now I'm learning to put me first. Yeah. yeah. That saying you can't pour from an empty cup is so true. It's so true <laughs> yeah. because then I perform at my best mm-hmm. when I'm well rested, yep. when I've eaten. So I'm learning to say no. That's a part of my balance. Learning to say no. Oh, yeah. I think uh, a lot of people, especially new business owners, they don't take health as seriously as they should because how efficient you are, the way you think, right? And it's proven, you can read all the studies on the internet, whatnot. It's like when you work out or just walk at night, you Mm -hmm. eat healthy, like your brain works better. As a business owner, you need your brain. Like you you need need to be creative. You're solving problems all day. I can see a direct correlation when I'm eating healthy and working Mm -hmm. out all the Mm -hmm. time for how much stuff I can get done in the business. Exactly. And like the ideas, and I'll come in and be like, Zakira, you won't believe this idea. And she's like, I know she's thinking, here we go again. No. <laughs> here we go again. But it's like amazing the difference. It and is. taking a break, like sometimes, because I'm the kind of person, I can just work nonstop. Like 
365. I don't care Mm -hmm. because I love it's such a fun at this point. So it's like I don't have to stop. But same time, when you do take breaks, you do take trips and just get away or work from a different location. It's unbelievable what that can do for you. So unbelievable. Like I said, after being sick, I realized, okay, I did this, this to do list. Because when you get that close to death, I had like 109 fever. 109. And I didn't know you could have a fever that high. I don't either. So when I fell into the (laughs) emergency room, they were like, well, your organs should have shut down by now. Wow. And you know, and so it literally, it scared me. And so even still now learning to breathe again in Mm -hmm. my lungs. And sometimes it's frustrating because like you, like I could keep going and going and going and going. And then my creative juices just flow. And so then it gets frustrating because I'm like, no, I don't want to be tired right now. But my body is, I'm learning to listen to my body. When my body says, slow down, Mm -hmm. I'm learning to slow down. And I have great friends now who are like, slow down. And before I wouldn't listen because Mm -hmm. I'm like, you guys don't understand. Because running a business is really hard. And, you know, if I miss a day, I miss a dollar. So, yeah, it's important to shut down, take time off, take a minute. And then you re-energize. Like you said, your mind is like you get like creative again. You're like, yeah, okay, what about this? What about this? And so that's where I am now with saying, okay, I need to stop and take a vacation or take a day off and make it a staycation, even if it's in my home. Shut the phone off and just... Yes. 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 I think you're very similar to me where you're just so eager, you're ready to make it happen like every day, but then you take that one day off and it's like the whole time you're like, I want to be working. I know. You feel so guilty. And you're like this. And yeah, you feel guilty. There's so much opportunity out there. But then it's like, okay, you take the whole day off. You're maybe halfway through the day, your brain shuts down that portion a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then that next day, you're just on fire. On fire. Fire. (laughs) Yes. Fire. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. So I just started wearing individual lashes. We have the 3D mink strips. So I was like a fan of those. First, I was wearing Ardell's, like the Wispy and beauty right. supply store. I will never wear beauty supply store lashes ever again <laughs> in my life. So talk to those people who are like, I want to wear lashes, but I don't really know where to start. Like talk to us about the benefits or the pros and cons of like the strips versus the individuals versus the clusters. Talk about that. Yeah, your lashes we look amazing, by the way. So <laughs> thank you, thank the, you. It's so funny because that's the first thing I noticed, and now I have my friends doing the same thing. They're like in a grocery store, and they're like, "Girl, this lady <laughs> checking me out. Got all this glue going across her eyelid." <laughs> so you know what's funny is when I first started out doing eyelash extensions, I actually studied through Nova Lash, mm. and back then I think that was two thousand and seven. So I'm a little over ten years, and yeah, go experience. Sandy. Yes, yes. <laughs> but back then they only had pretty much Extreme Lash and Nova Lash. They Mm -hmm. were like the parenting companies where now, I mean, there are hundreds of brands um, as far as lashes. And also back then, my basic clientele was more so celebrities. They were up on it. Mm -hmm. And it was good because if they had to travel and swim one day or take like a vacation or they had to perform, they didn't have to worry about strips lifting and the whole nine yards. Now my clientele is, I mean, from stay home moms to judges to news anchors to I mean you're just your everyday woman I even have some some guys I'm just gonna say (laughs) um and I I have a lot of cancer survivors and so there comes in different lengths and widths of lashes Mm -hmm. and that's where you have to learn who can get what type of lash and sometimes you have to be the borough of bad news I always say some (laughs) people come in and they're like oh 
oh, I want my lashes to look like this and this. And they're showing you strip lashes uh, and individual lashes go according to your individual lash. Yeah. Now, of course, there are techniques now like we call the hybrid lashes. And that's where you're mixing a classic lash, which is more so like a synthetic lash mm-hmm. with maybe a mink lash or a 0.7, which is a very, very super fine lash. And they call those 3D lashes. So you can add three, four, five, and they're very featherweight. So they mm-hmm. don't weigh down on your lashes, which is mostly what I use on my cancer surviving lashes when survivors, yeah. when they're rebuilding their lashes. So their lashes come out as well. Um, yes. I've actually had some people who have actually gone through and finished chemo mm-hmm. and they hadn't lost any hair or oh, lashes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But most times, most often you do. And I also say when you're going through, don't put lashes on them because, you know, you don't yeah. know what the process is. Right. You don't want people paying for that. And then, you know, just... So there are so many different kinds of lashes, different widths. They're duly noted as millimeters. So you may, it starts from like a seven or eight. This Mm -hmm. is going to sound like Greek to the average person. (laughs) (laughs) And they go up to like sometimes like an 18, which is a really long lash. What length are yours now? So right now I've gone up to a 13. Okay. But our lashes don't all grow one length. Right. So I would say in your inner corners where they're usually shorter, I usually go with an eight kind of build up to like a nine and 10 and everybody's different. So I customize for the particular person. I customize your lash because everybody's lashes. You have some people where you're like, I'm sorry, you just lashes aren't good for you. Your lashes grow like pretzels. They're crawling all (laughs) over the place. They aren't going to stay, you know, on. Yeah, but there's so many different kinds nowadays you have. And then the hype, the hype of this is what I hate. The hype of when people say mink lashes and they're trying to charge more. Yeah. Nine times out of 10 people are not using mink lashes because they're so fine they really don't hold the curl now you can use mm. them to blend uh-huh. and sometimes you can actually use them you have JLo and different people you'll hear them say mink lashes and they will be the price will be more because you're paying more for that particular lash but the average person isn't wearing a mink lash no matter what people are telling you <laughs> it's I'm not sorry mink. to tell you <laughs> nine times out of ten it's not just a 100% mink lash most of them are synthetic because they hold the curl gotcha you have Silk lashes. I mean, there's so many. Yeah, there's they everything. use mink. They use yeah. synthetic. They use human hair. Exactly. Yeah, they just mix so up so many, so much. I mean, it's just it's ongoing. <laughs> but just in case anybody was wondering, I do have my United States Department of Agriculture license to Here bring we in. Go. Hey, thank yes. you. Yes. Import. Thank you. <laughs> the real deal. Yes, so, the real deal. Not everybody has that. So if you need my certificate, maybe. I'll put it on that Instagram. Yes, and I'll have some because I love that. That's the thing about the hybrid lashes is that you can mix the mink with the classic lash. Yeah. And it really gives it a great full fluffy kind of wispy look so when you're talking about the ardell wispy yeah, lashes yeah you can create that look yeah i love so, wispy. Yeah. yeah and that's the great part about it so it's more like american volume lashes mixed with the classic lashes it's and the awesome. funny thing i find is just dealing with a few clients over the years not even if it's like everyone's like okay mink is the best it's not it just because you have mink doesn't mean it's going to work the best for you, for you and doesn't mean you know how to manage it. Mm-hmm. It's same thing with hair. Like when we have like the pure raw hair, like you're not going to get any better than this. People are like, this hair is horrible. And that's fine because they're used to like the processed hair that's like coated in silicone and other stuff, mm-hmm. which is okay for a lot of people, a lot of the cheaper hair. And that's okay. They're just not used to it right. or just don't think it's good. So 
it's funny, you really have to find the right product for the right person, right. the budget. There's so many other factors than just J-Lo saying mink lashes exactly. and then think that they're going to work for you. They might yeah. not work for you and it's okay. Exactly. Like, it'll be all right. You don't exactly. have to be like J-Lo. <laughs> right, right. And that's and that's what I'm saying about, you know, when people tell everybody they're using mink lashes, nine times out of 10, it may not be a mink lash. Yeah. And, but a client won't know that, right. you know, but they just we will know. But yeah, it sounds good to walk around and say, I I'm wearing mink, mink lashes, lashes on. on. Yes, you know, it sounds, just sounds divine. You know, I have on mink lashes. <laughs> with you my know. mink hair. But yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it may not go with your lifestyle. I have a lot of people who are like women who are trainers mm-hmm. or women who work out a lot. So, you know, again, different lashes for different lifestyles too. So what would you say the time span of how long will individuals last for people? So I tell everybody, everybody's cycle is different. So here's the thing about lashes. It's the same exact cycle of growth as our hair. So you know how you brush your hair and you see some fall in the mm-hmm. sink and on the floor? It's the same exact as catagen, antigen, intelligence stage. So it's different stages of growth. And so I always tell the client, don't be alarmed if you're getting a full set for the first time and you see a lash shed tomorrow. It could be that that lash was at its full potential of growth mm-hmm. and ready to shed off. And then a new one is coming in. So nine times out of 10, if you have a microscopic lens and you get up close, in which we use a white pad, because if you put a white or say, for instance, you can put a paper towel down and close your eye and look in the mirror. You can see your lashes because most people are like, I don't have lashes. I'm like, you really do <laughs> yes, have a lot do. of lashes. <laughs> but yeah, I guess everybody is different. So some people come back for a touch up in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Some people maybe three weeks. Some people maybe four weeks. So it just depends on how fast. Some, now, some people I have them, I put a lot of my clients on biotin if I'm trying to get their lashes to grow back healthy. Mm-hmm. So biotin, lashes, skin and nails. And so sometimes that will increase the growth. Some clients I will put on lash serum. That'll increase your cycle of lash growth. So everybody's different, but I say up to maybe at least four to five weeks, you're probably going to be going past the stage of a touch up and starting to lean into a full set again for some. Gotcha. Okay. Teach us, Sandy. Teach us. <laughs> so you've been doing lashes for a very long time. So right now you're doing trainings one-on-one. Lashes, it's like a trend right now. Everyone right. wants to learn how to do individuals. Everyone wants their own lash company mm-hmm. right now. So you're actually teaching people the art of lashes. Yes. So just talk to us about those trainings, those classes, and how you're doing that. I love teaching That's the thing. I'm the person that I feel like there's enough for everybody. Yeah. So people are like, you're giving us all your tips and your secrets. I'm like, why not? I mean, it's up to you to actually master the technique. But so I can tell you all day long, Mm -hmm. you know, are you going to do it? But (laughs) you have to master the the technique. But I love teaching it. And I guess my way of teaching is you don't just come in and learn, okay, lashes. It's so much more to it because again, eye shapes different. You got to know what a baby lash looks like and you shouldn't lash it because you want it to grow out healthy. You got to know what kind of lash to put on a lash. You know, is that lash going to be too heavy and pull the lash from the root? So the care of lashes, we talk about sanitation. We also talk about the anatomy of the eye. Why do you have eyelashes. It's just like a dog has whiskers. And as soon as something gets close to it, it it alarms them. So lashes keep out debris and things like that. So my style of teaching isn't just about, oh, you learn the technique of lashes. No, you have to learn about the diseases. Some people come in, they have pink eye. I'm sorry. No. 
I'm not touching that today. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so there's so much more to it than when you just say learning how to apply eyelashes. I want people to have the education behind the technique. I want you to know that, you know, when a client comes in and they ask a question, because what happens is you're over top of somebody's eyes with sharp tools. And so you have to be confident so that the client (laughs) feels confident, you know? So that's my style of teaching. And I I love teaching it. I love when like, students or like they come in. And I would say nowadays we're talking about state board getting involved. So most times I'm saying, you know, I really want you to be a licensed esthetician or hairstylist or have some kind of license, Mm -hmm. you know, before going into trying to become an eyelash extensionist. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people aren't teaching like the art of eyes or like diseases or the anatomy of the like a lot of people aren't doing that when they teach their lash courses so that's really good so if you guys are in Atlanta and are looking for a lash course and really want thorough knowledge on it make sure you go by and check out Sandy Lomax at the beauty fetish in Midtown definitely yeah I like how you go really deep into the learning and more of just just more than just the lash, but yeah. the eye and why everything happens so someone yeah. can have a deep understanding of it. And it's I almost think, like market research. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it really, I think it. people would be like, oh, that's why. And they kind of start mm-hmm. connecting the dots yeah. just because you have so much experience. Because I know there are a lot of people that teach lashes that just learned the month before. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Or they just so practice like, oh, on a mannequin head. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, no, you can't just practice on a mannequin head. You have to practice on a human. Yeah. You know? You, so how long are your classes? Usually I'll do a two-day class. Okay. Now, and if I do do a one-day class, I'm sorry, you don't get your certificate right away. You get a temporary <laughs> certificate, but I refuse to let you go out there and glue somebody's eyes closed and say beauty fetish. Oh, talking. yeah. <laughs> so, That's you know, I, my license. <laughs> I do require that you practice send pictures of your work, continuously time yourself. I don't care if you're using like from hair, the perm timer or hair, you know, <laughs> color timer, time yourself so that you can see how you're growing in practice is everything because not everybody has the same type of lash. Right. So you really, this technique is something that you really master over time because you have to do different people to learn different lashes to be able to distinguish what kind of lash this person needs. Again, some people come in and you're like, okay, I understand that you want this particular look. I can't create that miracle for you. (laughs) You know, or I can. So, yeah. I like it. I like it. So what's that experience? So if someone were to come get their lashes done and walk into the beauty fetish, what is that experience that they're going to get before they walk out of the door? Ooh, that's a good question. Again, (laughs) this is something I just talked about. I was just saying how I learned how to become a better businesswoman. So usually, I mean, I'm a kind, nice person anyway. I mean, everybody's <laughs> on the other side. So, of course, it's a pleasant environment. It's a secured environment because I have a lot of celebrity clients. Mm-hmm. So it's very private. It's very personal. And they can come in. That's why a lot of clients dump on me. It's almost like counseling. Yeah. And the room <laughs> is like, the lights are dim. I have a lot of clients who fall asleep. So they say lash naps are the best naps. Oh, Zakir knows about lash naps. Yes. That's when I you do. find yourself snoring <laughs> like a drunk trucker, I always say. Like, you just, you doze off. And it's like, I've learned some of my clients that have been coming to me for years. So I know they'll start talking. Then they doze off. And they don't think that I noticed they dozed off and then they'll like ask a question again (laughs) and then they'll doze back off and then I have some clients who I mean they just straight just fall asleep it's their downtime it's their phone off you know and then I have some who are just busy businesswoman Mm -hmm. who phone is ringing okay who is this so a lot of times Uh I learn secrets I don't want to know you're talking to that person that person's calling you oh (laughs) I don't even want to know half of the stuff that I know 
But yeah, so it's that type of environment. It, it feels personal. Yeah. But again, no matter how personal it gets, I've learned that I had to make it where business is business because it feels really warm. It feels inviting. In consultation, I shared the education behind your lashes, how they're going to grow, how mm-hmm. to take care of them. So you get all of that in a comfortable environment. But I've also learned to say, okay, but business is business. So even though we've developed a lot of my clients, I've developed good relationships yeah. with watch some have a baby kids are now five years old but again it's one of those things where I had to learn okay you can come in and we can be cordial but you still got to pay me don't come and negotiate (laughs) with me this is my price and so you know you just get and I I understand I've set it up where I use schedule listening for my clients so Mm -hmm. a lot of my clients book online for the most part 99 (laughs) book online because what I had to also learn is that downtime that I can't be on the phone all day yeah. saying, okay, responding to this client and this client. And if you have over Drive 600 some clients <laughs> and heavy rotation, then you never get any sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I got to wait to give this person the time, but wait and see if they respond to this time. And I couldn't enjoy dinner with friends. So now I have it where it's set up on Schedulicity and they have to also make a deposit because that was the other mm-hmm. thing is, okay, a Saturday, it's beautiful out. You scheduled an appointment. And as much as I want to enjoy my day, then you hit me last minute. You decide to take a road trip with the kids, Lord. you know, or you're stuck at the mall and it's just a beautiful day. And I really, really don't need too many. So I can reschedule till, you know, next week. Oh, and then I'm sitting there that's and terrible. I'm like, oh, and now I got to wait for the next client. So that's why I say they've taught me how to be a better businesswoman and how to structure my business. So, yeah, but that's what, you know, they have expectations of me and I have expectations of them. But that's really what they get. They get a really warm, personal, professional experience when they come to Beauty Fetish. How long did it take to train your clients? Because I'm sure like you probably initially weren't taking it all online. And then all of a sudden you're getting these text messages be like, hey, like, oh, yeah. I appreciate the text, but like I'm doing the scheduling online. Oh. I know a lot of people are probably Some people get offended right when you and do that. And it's like business is business. business. Yeah. Well, that's what I had to learn. So it how long did either... it take to train the clients oh, to kind of get them to book online? I want to say it didn't take long only because it pushed me to that point where I felt like I had no choice because it almost became a matter of of live or die. It was sending me almost to a place where I felt like I was close to having a nervous breakdown. Seriously. Like I was like, I can't. So I have two phones. So my one phone is strictly for business. The ringer nine times out of 10, I never turn it on, but it tells me every time somebody has scheduled, gotcha. you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll give that to my assistant and I let now her, you know, deal with when people send a text and it's like, okay, if it's somebody new and somebody referred somebody, then it's like, okay, I'll explain in the breakdown, but scheduling is done online. There's a deposit required, yeah. you know, and there's a mm-hmm. nice way to say it, yeah, but it did. It took a minute for some people because you have some older clients who aren't, I guess, technology isn't their thing. Oh, yeah. And so it kind of <laughs> scared them. It was like, do what? I can barely figure out a text and an emoji. You, don't need you your want me to <laughs> download an app and but it's so easy. It's so convenient. And so once I got them to understand the how it worked for them. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, you have nine times out of 10, like, and what I had to do was, okay, well, I'm in a doctor's office. I can't see my schedule right now. 
please go online (laughs) because you have a better chance of locking something in by the time I get out of the doctor's office and somebody else goes online and books. And so that's where clients were like, oh, hold on, because they didn't want to miss, you know, being able to book. (laughs) So it's kind of like a lot of things I had to do to manipulate the situation (laughs) (laughs) to get them to start going online. But yeah, it didn't take long, but it did take a a minute to get some people to cross over. Life is probably way better. Oh, less. (laughs) It's like smelling roses in the morning. Yeah. I mean, utilizing technology now, like some people I just see and I'm like, why do you even do it? Like, how do you even have time to do something like this? Like, all you have to do is this to have this much more time. It only costs this much. Are you like, and I'm sometimes I'm break it down just to be real annoying. Right. And I'm like, okay, you're doing it this way. You're spending this many probably hours, this, 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 this costs this. Mm -hmm. So basically you're working for like a dollar an hour. Exactly. Is that how much you're worth? Because I have work for you if you're going to work for a dollar an hour. (laughs) How about that? Yeah. Yes. How about that? I mean, it it was life changing. I mean, really it was, it was like, I had more time to be creative. Mm -hmm. You know, I had more time to just calm my mental down than feeling like, oh my gosh, I got to keep checking the phone or, you know, oh, my gosh, I don't want to miss this client. I don't want to lose this client. And I think clients start to respect you and they start to respect your business as a business. When you run it as such. When you run it as such. And so, you know, with Schedulicity, you can send out and I know some people use Style Seat and mm-hmm. other, but Schedulicity has worked for me. So it's like you can send out emails. You can, it sends out automatic reminders. Yeah. So I don't have, have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would have a few that say, oh, I forgot. Nope. It shows me right here where it the text you. reminder went out and the email <laughs> reminder went out. And so, yeah, it is. It's life changing for me. Does it have a follow up email where it's like, hey, thanks for stopping by. Can oh, you leave yeah. A so and it's so funny because, you know, they're constantly growing. So again, yeah. like any other business, it's constantly growing. And so they do have that now where you can remember a client's birthday. It'll remind you, oh, you know, things yeah. like that. And hey, it's about time for you to come in for a touch up and things like that. So yeah, it's the best thing ever. And especially now that, you know, I found the one thing that worked for me is when I got sick and I really had to take time off because a lot of times we'll still work and push yeah. through because again, if you're self-employed and an entrepreneur, it's like, okay, that miss a day, miss you a dollar, you, kill. you know, <laughs> thing. But having them do a deposit is also great because again, if they cancel, at least I made something. And then with doing a deposit, I can wake up and there's money in my account in the morning because they might be up at two in the morning and they're booking online. So that's a good thing is because you're making money while you sleep. And that's how I want to grow now. I want to figure out how to make money while I'm I'm asleep. Yeah. People need to realize that like if they book the time, they have to put a deposit down because you could be making money from someone else. So exactly. you, you know, oh, I lost my $25. You're like, but I lost 150. Exactly. Like, exactly. Now I'm yeah. just sitting here and trying to find someone else because today I was trying to get all these people in or yep. something else. Like people need to realize that. And then the disconnect. Zakir and I somewhat have this problem with our side of the business because, mm-hmm. how do I explain this nicely? <laughs> nice. Don't so, do it nicely. So, no, I, mean, I try to explain to people like, so we have this Facebook group and I post a lot in there. We get people going. We give away stuff all the time. Like we just try to have fun with the group. Yeah. Educational, mm-hmm. not spammy. Like all these Facebook groups are filled mm-hmm. with spam. Right. I will block you. People know this is my block finger. Actually, this is my block <laughs> finger. Like I joke about That's the block the finger. Like key, let's keep it professional. Stuff like that. But sometimes, you know, people will try to like Facebook message me mm-hmm. or somehow mm-hmm. they got my phone number. Like mm-hmm. first of all, I pick up my phone for 10 people. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. you know, one, two, a couple of them are in this room right, right now, and then my mom and a few others, exactly. you know. So, but like the Facebook messages, people wanted like ask you questions or hey, like something happened to my order or yeah. this. 
And it's like, I just can't answer it all. I'm like, I have a whole team that will get to you. Mm -hmm. I promise they will. We have support ticket systems, the whole deal. And I try to be nice because, yeah, but you're the business owner. I'm like, yes, Yes. but let me tell you, if your phone breaks, this is a real extreme example, you're not contacting Tim Cook at Apple, the CEO, and saying, I have a problem with my phone. Bingo. And I like try to explain it and like sometimes... People don't get it until they kind of get their business going and mm-hmm. seeing what's going on and like, right. okay, now it makes sense. Yeah. Yep. You know, so it's that whole training your client base yes. and to like understand like, hey, this is kind of how we work. We yeah. have systems in place. I'm going to give the same answer as my staff because I'm not going to step on my staff's toes. Right. Like, it's just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's just part of the growth. Like, not that I don't want to help people and it's not that I don't care, but it's like you can only do so much in a day. That's where I needed an assistant to come in because I was trying to run everything and I was trying to be a a pleaser to Mm -hmm. every client, which was driving me nuts. And then if you have your business on Yelp, you do have to answer questions in a certain amount of time so that it shows that you answer within a certain amount of time. So it keeps your business, you know, rated high, you know. So those are the ones that I do try to get to. But um, as far as like the phone and the text, and, and I always say as far as I get DMs, And I had to learn to ignore them because this is not my business. And it clearly it has. Mm -hmm. This is the link in the bio of Instagram or Facebook into how you go and book. Now, I was just saying this morning, there are when you get new clients, they do have questions. Oh, yeah. So I do try to return a call and answer the questions, which is still hard because life is going. Mm -hmm. And some people think that your job is that's just it. Like you have no life outside of your job. And I'm like, I know it looks that way on social media because, (laughs) you know, that's what we're doing. We're marketing our brand. But I do have a life. There are times when I just even if it's just my me time and I might just want to sit still and somebody's like, well, you posted or I saw her post or something came up (laughs) They don't understand somebody can be running your Instagram page and it's like, I'm working right now and my phone is on silent because nine times out of 10, my clients are asleep unless I'm doing makeup or, but still the phone, the work phone stays on silent, but it it is something to train. And then you have celebrity clients who feel like I'm special, you know, (laughs) and that's real talk, you know, and they're like going online. I want to text you the day before, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so you know, again, yeah, it's finding that balance and training clients is challenging. Yeah, you have to have a life. You have to have a life. You no, know, because I, I can tell sometimes like I'll post something in our group and then I see like it'll say someone wants to connect with you because they think like I just posted own, it. Yep. But it was really at 5 a.m. when I really started working the day. I know it's 10 p.m. at night yes. now, but I started at 5 a.m. and I scheduled these posts Post. because it exactly. allows you to schedule. Did you hear so that, people? Flows. We can schedule them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like schedule posts. So like maybe by 10 o'clock, I might be able to be like, you know what? I'm going to take 15 minutes to relax before I go to sleep. Yeah. You know, so it's just trying to like, you know, I try to sometimes it kind of opens up a can of worms when I do message back because I try because I really do care. But it's not always easy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, part of the experience at the shop is you do the beauty fetish show. So talk to us a little bit about what that looks like. The Beauty Fetish Show. So I titled it, because I am my brand, Mm -hmm. I titled it The Beauty Fetish Show with Sandy Lomax. And I came up with it. Again, sometimes when you're you're doing, you always have to reinvent yourself and you have to find the fun in what you do. Mm -hmm. And I was getting bombarded. I'll just say this one day. 
I was at work and I had about maybe eight clients back to back. And one client Ooh, came in. No break. And no break. <laughs> so what I do is now I would leave like mini muffins, like things I can kind of chew on yeah. that clients don't hear me chew on. It. <laughs> and yeah, this is when I wasn't taking care of myself and putting everybody else first. But I had clients who came in and one client, she and her husband had been trying to get pregnant for a long time mm-hmm. and they couldn't. I had one client who had her breast removed and she didn't think she could could get pregnant. And here it is 11 years later, she, right when she was about to have a hysterectomy, she got pregnant. And then I had another client who was in there and she was happy she had gotten pregnant. And then I had another client, this is all in one day. Wow. I had another client (laughs) who came in and she lost her job and then another one got a job. And then another one, her aunt passed away and her mother called. And so I'm trying to get the patches off her eyes and she's crying and hysterical. So I literally went home and drank a whole bottle of wine. (laughs) I felt like I had a baby, lost a baby, lost auntie and then that's when I realized what it was doing to me and my energy which is something I had to learn to control Mm -hmm. and then the other thing was I hear so many amazing stories every day that I said well how can I flip this how can I create a platform where these people can tell their stories because so many people can relate to them, you know? And so that's where I came up with the Beauty Fetish Show with Sandy Lomax. So it's more so about giving a platform for people to share their testimonies and stories and just something inspirational so that people can relate to. But in the end, we talk about beauty. Yeah. Whether it be um, males, share uh, a grooming experience. And it doesn't have to be all dark, you know? It's in the end, that's why we talk about beauty because it lightens everything up no matter what the conversation is about. And so it's for my, everyday client, my celebrity clients and, you know, whatever projects they're working on, whatever books they've written. Again, testimonies that they may want to share, cancer survivors. I just wanted to provide that platform. And, and again, you can share what products you use, which, you know, a hair product that was a bad makeup experience you had, you know, where you <laughs> walked away looking like a clown, oh, you know. And so that's pretty much the beauty fetish show with Sandy Lomax. And I call it my passion purpose project. I'm not getting paid it. for it. Yeah. It was just one of those things I woke up and I just wanted to do from my heart. And I just created the platform. And I actually, it's one of those things where, again, the self-taught thing, I'm teaching myself along the way. And I feel like once you invest in yourself and people see your passion and your purpose, then other people join in. And so that's the stage of where I am with it now. Mm. I love it. Yeah, I love great. it. So yeah. what, what are some of your favorite products that you swear by? It's like, oh my God, I've got to use this. Oh my <laughs> gosh. There's a rose lip balm that I get from Sephora that I can't live without. I have a habit of biting my lips or if I'm nervous, I'm picking my lips. (laughs) So that's one of my must have. I've become addicted to Fenty, uh, Rihanna's line, uh, her nude lip gloss. Okay. I haven't tried the lip gloss, but I've tried her highlighter and I love it. It's everything. Really? As far as the other thing that I need to have along with is my lashes because (laughs) I feel like I can throw on lip balm and I can just go. And it makes me feel like most women, once you get addicted to it, Mm -hmm. when you take your lashes off or they've all like grown out and you're like, oh, I need a full set. You just feel so naked eyed and you feel so like... (laughs) Gosh, I feel like I look sick, yes. you know? <laughs> and so my lashes is definitely one of those things I just like to wake up and feel like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to take on the world now, even with just some lip balm. And let's see, another product that I have to have is something I'm used to asking that question. <laughs> um I use Aveeno cleansing pads because gotcha. one side has the exfoliant mm-hmm. and the other is soft. And so I actually love those pads. That's a must have for me at night. That's pretty much it. 
I'm like a, I'm turning into a water person. Gotcha. I wasn't before. I have a friend that has me like turning. So you that, like water I, yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. usually, yeah, it's like water or wine. Now it's like, okay. <laughs> Wait, total extreme. <laughs> I'm turning total, total extreme. <laughs> but, you know, after being sick, when you have the flu and you have lung issues, as far as pneumonia, you have to drink a lot of fluids. Mm-hmm. And so I was never like this big on water person. Mm-hmm. And now I'm actually just flushing. I see the difference in my skin. People say that all the time, water, 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 and your skin. And I actually see the difference. So that's like become a must have is that I have to have water. some water nearby. Um, that's how yeah, I drink so. is water. Have you tried LaCroix? I have, but I see what you're drinking now with the mango. <laughs> <laughs> no. Those are so good. Are you about to turn me on to something else? I mean, oh, LaCroix is it's good. Okay. The, it, it's good if... If you're strictly water, like for mm-hmm. me, I know Zakira too, we pretty much only drink water. Mm-hmm. I don't drink any sodas, no other stuff. I drink either water or tequila on the rocks. That's hey. what, pretty much my two things. Oh, and you're my kind of guy, my LaCroix. Yes. And it's like if you get used to, if you drink like a Coke here or Pepsi, whatever, and then you go to a LaCroix, LaCroix mm-hmm. tastes like nothing, really? right? Yeah. Like, like when you stick to like clean food, mm-hmm. the water, stuff like that, when you actually drink it at that point, then you're like, you can actually have the taste of flavor and you're like, oh, this is really good. It's yeah. light. Mm-hmm. It's not overpowering mm-hmm. and you kind of get used to it. So just real light. It's not like a soda. It has nothing in it, basically. Really? Really good. They have I'm a lot of flavors to too. It. I am. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and this is kind of sidebar, but I used to drink a lot of Pepsi. It was something about it and sugar in it. And I moved into Coca-Cola. Uh, and as time went on, I actually had to go have my gallbladder removed because it's like frying sugar in a pan. And I had these gallstones and I'm like, what is that? And they're like, I guess just like kidney stones yeah. in a sense. And so that's what made me try to draw away from soda Sodas. as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yes. I don't think I've had soda in like seven years. Really? Yeah. No soda. <laughs> That's so All awesome. Water. Every like some, every now and then I might crave a little, but yeah. But yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to think another beauty, beauty product. I like engraved eyeliner by MAC. Engraved eyeliner. I've never tried their eyeliner before. That's I one of my favorites. their... Um, foundation and it broke my skin out so now i'm using nars okay um, and i love and i love nars yeah i love nars their products are really good and there's a powder puff that i use when i'm doing makeup and it's by my friend calvin myers he's um, a phenomenal makeup artist and he's created this uh, velvet powder puff and i love it because you can actually hold and so your hands because i'm big on sanitation Mm -hmm. and so your hands aren't touching the client's skin nor is it messing up the makeup and so you can use it for powdering and so many different ways that you can use this uh velvet powder puff so i actually that's one of my must-haves oh, yeah. in my in my makeup calvin kit murphy calvin myers yeah shout out oh yeah he does <laughs> he does everybody's makeup but yes so that's one of my must-haves that i have in my makeup kit for beauty gotcha gotcha those are some good products so yeah. for that person who is out there and they are so ready on fire to get in the beauty industry what is one tip that you have for them i learned this from a friend malva planning planning and deciding and if you're going to get into it and you're really really serious about it there everybody's trying to get into it yeah what is going to set you apart from the rest what is going to make you and your brand different i think that's really the thing i mean you have everybody doing it you can do it because you love it but what is going to make you and your brand different what is going to make the people want to come to you as opposed to the other hundreds of thousands that are out here doing the same thing so just planning and strategically again learning the business side of it Mm -hmm. because again it's not just going in and saying i'm going to do this you have to hone the craft you have to practice you have to take on going classes because there's always something 
something new to learn. So that's what I would give as far as advice for somebody that's hungry for it. Yeah. Plan, practice, do your research and study the business side of it, because that's really in the end how you're going to grow. Yep, for sure. So yeah. is there anything exciting that you have coming up? Oh, what do I have coming up? Turning 46. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, some women don't like to share their age, but I'm at this place where I feel like it's like a rebirth. And so even when it comes to beauty fetish and having a beauty fetish show and then I have just makeup and lashes and all this fun stuff, I'm at this rebirth stage where mm-hmm. I'm at this new creative, like, yes, what am I going to do I next? Love it. So yeah, the next thing is definitely more focused on um, the beauty fetish show with Sandy Lomax. And now that I'm feeling better. Um, Getting more interviews (laughs) done and getting them posted and out there and doing more exciting. I would have to say I want to do more philanthropy work and I want to do more of giving back. And so I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. You have a story behind you, how you got started with your grandmother and she having cancer. And that's how you really got started with the lashes. So, yeah, that'll be great to see you out in the field working with other cancer survivors. Yes. We do that kind of stuff, too. So like makeovers and provide hair and Mm -hmm. everything else. So you'll definitely be part of our collab team. I love it. To, you know, help create a story behind, you know, somebody that has had this problem and let's let's you know doll them up make them have a great day or week and experience and everything else so i think it's really important yeah so make sure you guys go check out sandy lomax over at the beauty fetish in midtown what's your instagram how can people get in contact with you you can reach me at beauty fetish biz b-i-z-z my personal personal is (laughs) sandy s-a-n-d-y-e lomax and facebook is the same and i also have the beauty fetish show um, on Instagram as well. Yes. Okay. So make sure you guys follow her. Thank you so much, Sandy, for Thank hanging out with us. Thank you guys for having me. This was a great me. conversation. Yeah. I had a good this is time. so much um, fun. And you added so much value. So thank you so awesome. much. Thank you. And we'll put all her contact information in the show notes at hairbizradio.com. And before we go, because we're talking yes. about lashes, I got some lash news for everyone to update. <laughs> yes. Lash news yes. before we go. Okay. So a lot of our listeners, as you know, my mom's retired, but I had to bring her out of retirement because we got so busy and I just need <laughs> kind of that fill-in person. She helps like label edge control and like put away hair and all this other kind of stuff. So the other day, she's like, Michael. She's like, <laughs> Michael. She's like looking around. Right. She's here looking around. I'm like, yeah, mom, what's up? You know, and she's like, I think I want to try some lashes. Oh, here my mom is, 65. On, mama. Mom wants lashes. She's like, I'm by them. And I was like, mom, I got you on some lashes. Right, okay. right. She's like, well, I'm going, she's going back up to Maryland to visit family. And she's like, can I also get an extra set for Terry, my aunt? You know? And I was that like, is so cute. okay, so mom, cute. I, get so so I didn't get any of the dramatic or crazy ones. Just the real, you know, there's, right. you, you have your different from one to 10 as far as light and natural to twerking night sound at clubs <laughs> and, and whatnot, whatnot. So I got her closer to the one. So I'll make sure to give everyone an update. I don't know. She has no idea how to yes. put these on. Yes. She's asking for referrals of what type of lash glue to use for strip lashes. So some of the girls, I think, have updated her on okay. that. So we'll see in yeah, an we'll upcoming keep, episode. Maybe I'll let everyone yes, know. Keep mom hilarious. at one. We don't want yes. mom twerking no, you know, right now. So keep no. her at yeah, one. Keep mom at the no. one. Keep mom at the one. So yeah, that that's my last so news. But that's yeah, we'll awesome. see what happens to oh. mom. Go you know, mom. She's engulfed in the beauty business now. So now she's like even looking at my clip-ins and I'm like... <laughs> Really, mom? <laughs> you know, she's like, oh, but when I was, you know, 18, we used to wear something and the hair this and the, you know, the 60s, the big thing, bonner or whatever. Right. And I was like, 
Oh, moms. Yeah, yeah she's Shout a baller mom. mom. Oh, she's a baller, baller mom. She's a baller mom. Wait till she gets the baller mom t-shirt. Oh, so you have to get pictures like once she does, like her before and her oh, after. If she'll let me take them, yeah. Uh, I have to sneak them. Oh, I don't know. Her and auntie might be out now twerking somewhere with those number ones <laughs> scary. on. It's scary. It's so scary. Like, uh, awesome. But yep, so that's it, guys. Make sure you subscribe to Hair Biz Radio. I got to see if we're on Spotify and I put on the applications for all that. So I don't know if we might even be on Spotify right now. I don't know. But you can definitely get us on iTunes and the podcast. And then, of course, Stitcher Radio for the Android users. And that's it, guys. Thank you very much for being here. Yay. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank this was you. Fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. <laughs>